Qué bonito amor, qué bonito cielo, qué bonita luna, qué bonito sol, qué bonito amor. Uh, welcome back to Javi and Friends. Hey. Today, today is a very special special episode mm. of Javier and Friends because we have Yanelli. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm happy and I'm queer. Let's go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, ready. How are you, Yanelli? I'm happy. I'm I'm well, you know. It's been a good day. It's been a good couple of past days, so I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling loved, you know. Mm-hmm. It's good, yeah. Can I ask you how you are? Yeah. How are you, Javi? I'm I'm good. I'm excited that you're here. Yeah, it's good to it's good to have you in LA. Good to always, be here. Always looking forward to those days. Hey, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah, so 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 so, <laughs> so we're gonna do things a little different. This 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 episode is gonna be a little more free formish, not really, but yeah. <laughs> usually, so usually for the our first segment of things I care about and you should do, you should too. Um, was a I share a news, a news piece from like things that interests me or something that caught my attention during the week that I care about and that I want to share with my friends. Um, but, uh, I, I figured because you're here for uh, only a certain amount of time that we could just talk about whatever. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, down. So I don't know. I'll just, I'll I'll just, I guess maybe I'll just take this moment, this piece of the segment to like talk about myself or something. What do you want to know about my life? What, uh, With a, um, what should we share? <laughs> Ooh, are we both sharing of the same? Like, are, is there a question and then we both share on it? Or um, am I asking you? There could you be. We can, we can do it. We can pose a question. Uh-huh. Pose a, I mean, I mean, I have something in mind. Oh, what's up? Tell me. It's, um, it's about our dating lives. Oh, look at that. Straight <laughs> on it. Wow. <laughs> Well, I appreciate the direct approach. Like the info, yeah, get to it. You know, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, What's up? Do you have a question? <laughs> I do have a question. Okay. Um. So you're in a new relationship, yes. or rather, have taken on a different way of relating to this person whom yes you've known for a bit now. Yes. Two, three years? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Probably two years. Um, so how is that? How is that? Yeah, how are you feeling? Um, It's cute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Def- I like how you phrase that. It's it's getting to know a person in a very new way. Yeah. Um, And yeah. I So for y'all that don't know... um. So I go to school out of state and I come back home every so often. Well, now often. you graduated. I have. Mm-hmm. I Yay. have. But, yeah. Oh, let's take a Woo. moment. Let's take a moment. Yeah. Woo. Hey. Yes. yes. Recent graduate. Yes. First generation. Yes. Class yes. of 2017. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that happened, you know. <laughs> it was cute. It was cool. The fam got to go out there yeah, and all that. that was nice. I was there too. Yes, yes, yes. No, I considered you part of the fam when I okay. said that. Oh. Just to let you know, man. <laughs> Just to let you know, you part of that when I say fam. Thanks. Part Thank of you. that. Thanks, Annie. So this is more like Javi and family. You know, oh. like Javi and friends. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get it. But like chosen family. Hello. You're right. No, you're right. I love you're it. Right. You maybe know? maybe I'll rethink the title then. Oh. <laughs> or maybe you want to keep it. And that's totally cool. Thanks. Yeah. That was very touching. Yeah. yeah. But that was a lovely moment spending uh, that week with you. 
It was very special for me. You might make me cry, and that's totally fine. It is okay. Um, <laughs> because Javi is someone who really brought it together for me when I was there and really helped me grow in so many fucking ways and really embrace life with all happiness and um, optimistic. And I know that to be able to do that, it must have come from a struggle, you know, and, and I yeah. don't want to undermine that and dismiss that at all. And in fact, you know, definitely make sure that that's said because there are, you know, retas, you know, challenges that make us grow and, and help us see the love for each other. And I mm -hmm. think that that's something that you definitely have taught me, uh, that you've shared with me, um, and that I remember or I try to remember. Um, all the time and especially when i'm in the middle of nowhere in the midwest <laughs> right yeah yeah um remembering remembering to take care of myself and and having fun mm. consensual healthy fun mm -hmm, you know and mm -hmm. and yeah like well fuck it you know like <laughs> that phrase one of us just, my many mantras yes that i haven't been saying <laughs> lately but you know okay, it'll okay, come back cool. yeah. it's a time for everything yeah yeah wherever we gotta be that's where we gotta be yeah and, and that's really important and i think that you definitely helped me um grow with that a lot and which made in turn this school tolerable yeah um and finding the people that i love and knowing where i get my love to survive and thrive mm. I appreciate you with all my heart. I just want to let you know that. I pre I appreciate you too. I mean, I don't want to want to. I I you you also did a lot for me, like forming those connections and those loving relationships, and forming that with with you, and like mm -hmm. being able to like like cry and like rant and like go out and yes. like party and like oh. you know and just like spend time sitting next to each other. Um, I think one of the most valuable things that I, uh, I couldn't do with other people was like, you know, talk about like family and like being because I, I remember talking to you at one point and like I, ha I had always I've, I've had always had some like shame and like guilt around like, you know, growing up, growing up poor. I mean, I'm still poor. <laughs> yeah. The and, then, like, real. and then like, um, um. And then, you know, having family back home and then having to still like worry about how to take care of family and like yeah. or like, take care of each other. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I remember that like you were one of the few, I, I still even now, like you are one of the few people who I can like really be honest and like vulnerable about that. Yo, I feel the same way. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people in the Latinx community over there, we like to relate and all that but when it came down to you know class and family you were the number one person that i was able to talk to and not censor myself mm, i think that's yeah. you know that yeah, comfortableness yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. that comfort yeah and hey mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, thank you thank you for for being in my life yanni hey thank you, thank you. Thank i you love you here. I love you too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Do you want well, me to get back to the yeah, question? Yeah, let's get back to the okay. let's say. Because I wasn't question. trying to like mm. go around it, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all related. Relationships. <laughs> Relationships, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was gone, you know, went and came and went for the past four years mm -hmm. and within the last two or three i got to you took me under your wing and introduced <laughs> me to so many amazing people and you know kind of went from there um so the person that i'm in a new relationship now more intimate new relationship i is one of those mutual friends and um yeah it's 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 cute it's very positive which is one of the biggest things you know that I really appreciate mm. from it. Um, oh, how, how so? Sex positivity, body positivity, pleasure positivity, but also a lot of communication. Mm. Um, and we've sat down and, and really have directly said, like, this is a learning process for all people involved. Mm -hmm. So um, 
recognizing that and and recognizing that we're not going to be perfect um but that we need to be honest with each other when we do face challenges and um all that so i've really grown to appreciate that and i think that i was in a open relationship when i was still in school this last quarter Mm -hmm. and um i think that that person also really taught me what it is to be direct and having communication and i thought that that was very special yeah um yeah there was a lot of love there too and you know we we got to know each other somewhat better um but then decided to you know not really go further Mm. as an intimate relationship um but we're definitely like still close and we still love each other it was a very healthy pause to that intimate intimateness um oh okay yeah yeah yeah. so yeah you know um so i i learned a lot from 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 this person and this relationship and so i definitely wanted to continue that healthy path um i think i've seen a lot of unhealthy ways that uh relationships can go Mm -hmm. and i've seen very few very very few um healthy relationships that you can tell that are healthy and people are communicating and Mm -hmm. taking care of one another you know and if someone's being petty sitting down and be like okay what's the fuss you know let's talk it out yeah exactly um and so learning how to have these conversations has been essential um so when it came to this new relationship that was really important and at one point we did have a moment where we we're like we actually don't know <laughs> um <laughs> so one example would be like defining what's an open relationship you know that's something that we talked about and mm. there was a moment where i mean when we first saw each other we kind of mentioned it but kind of like brushed it over and okay. started making out so we really <laughs> talk about it <laughs> um <laughs> you're talking about other things yeah other things with and your bodies exactly <laughs> other forms of communication a wink wink <laughs> um <laughs> but then we had to okay we're like all right well we gotta actually talk about this yeah. and so we started that conversation um and i i like to say that this is all conversations are ongoing and we're always learning and mm-hmm. applying things mm-hmm. as we learn and go and grow um so we started that conversation and we came to an agreement and i was really honest i was like yo so let me tell you um when i got a text they're like would you mind if i was a hoe tonight and i was just like homie what are you trying to say here um no but you know i i i got that i read it and we had just started this. It was maybe not even a week. Yeah. Um, and so then I was like, honestly, I don't know how to answer that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in denial about being jealous because I was like, I like the spotlight, you know? Mm. It's me. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I haven't really experienced that much. So I was definitely just in that. Yeah. Um, and so then when we stopped and talked about it and, and we were defining once again what we meant as an open relationship i let them know i was like you know what to tell you the truth i don't like to i'm i'm not proud of 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 accepting this Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i felt jealous you know and 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 i'm gonna let you know right now um if you tell me that you're gonna you know be involved with someone else i will probably be jealous but i also am gonna take the moment to reflect take a step back Mm -hmm. and deal with it you know work with it right work with it sounds a lot better um work with it you know and and remember that this doesn't mean that you don't care about me you know it it definitely doesn't mean that and remembering that because i think that that's where my mind immediately went to like oh am i not offering enough am i not Mm. you know like am i not (laughs) yeah Yeah, am i not enough that Mm -hmm. was pretty much the question um and of course like all these white beauty standard shit keep coming back 
And I hold the fuck up because I've been working about appreciating my body a little bit more, you yes. know, recently. Okay. I'm like, body, you are the one that gets me through the struggle and mm. you are still with me, you know? Mm. Um, and, you know, I, we can go into the conversation. I just recently got an IUD um, and I'm appreciating my body for taking it in. Yeah. The doctor was like, you know, um, you're going to get cramps. Your cervix is not going to like the fact that you have an IUD in there. Right. So it's going to you're going to get. Per- and one of the one of the signs that your body lets you know is cramps. <laughs> and so um, I can't remember exactly the phrase, um, but the doctor said if you're well, it, and it depends how your body takes it. I think that was the phrase. I was like, wow, my body is accepting something else that has never been in there. there. Yeah. And now it's in there. And so, like, now it's like, okay, body, wow, thanks. Hey, I'm going to be set for the next 10 yeah. years. Your body working with you. Yeah, exactly. And you working with your body. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, I think that that was really, like, good moment where i realized that and i was like oh shit damn body all right so then (laughs) yeah so then when i was starting to sense the hints of jealousy and i was in denial because i was like no i'm not like that Mm. um you know like i'm cool this is fine but i was like no wait a minute i gotta be honest with Mm -hmm. myself you know this is fairly new to me um i gotta get you know more acquainted with it gotta get used to it and we're gonna work with it and so then that's why i told this my you know person i'm dating um like i'm gonna get jealous and it that's okay mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'll let you know um and if it's a really big deal that it, i can't really shake off then i'll definitely like let you know you know and so having that type of conversation means a lot for me um, um and learning how to take care of one another i think is essential did um did this person talk about like um their sort of process and like emotional like reactions like if if you if you were if you were to engage with another person you know what with that i asked um and i believe the answer at that moment was i don't know Hmm. um which is like yeah this hasn't happened before so i i don't even know how i'm gonna react you know right yeah um I also haven't had enough conversations to know if this person is really in touch and in tune with their emotions. So that's Mm. a whole other thing, right? A whole other conversation because, you know, there have been moments where I've just felt numb and what the fuck brain I should be happy right now. What the Mm. fuck brain I should be in love right now. Mm. And I'm not feeling anything Mm. and I don't know how to point at it and say it. So I'm just trying to name things um and so i don't know if like i said i don't i haven't had enough conversations so i don't know if that's of uh, a, a place where they're at um but the fact that i'm able to express my own feelings and opinions if that is the case for this person that i then i hope that seeing seeing someone do it in front of you and set one type of example of how to communicate your feelings mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. Um, so if that's what they're going, if that's what they're at, where they're at, then I hope that we learn to to express our feelings better. So it's 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 a cute thing. It's very new. Yeah. I yeah. Like. It, it seems like you've 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 all set like a, a foundation to to yeah. something. Something beautiful. Hey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely establishing that communication right away, mm. for sure. Yeah, there was. A <laughs> I want to share a moment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have I told them about this? I'm really putting them out there now. Um, on our first date. Okay, first of all, it was the best first date I've been on in my life so far. <laughs> it was really cute. Um, we went out for dinner and then walked around downtown, you know, little, some little skyscraper scenery. Okay. You know, and at first, one of my brief thoughts was like, we're walking into gentrification. Oh, yeah. And and then I was like, wait a minute. Yes. But let's also appreciate the moment right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Um, and then they were like, uh, they have cumbia night. Let's go dancing. And I was like, yes, I love cumbias, you know? Yes. Um, so we go and it's at, at the bar La Cita. Um, and so we go and we approach the bar and my date was not really approaching the bar fully. Like they were kind of like standing a little distant from the actual bar. Right. Okay. So I was like, so then I, we stood there for like a few, like a good five seconds. Like the homie <laughs> didn't move, you know, like, wait, 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 were y'all with the attention was to go to the bar? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. And so then I kind of whispered to him um, and I was like, yo, I think you just got to go up there. Um, and so then he did. Uh-huh. Um, and I was already under the influence. So this is what I saw. Um, so the bartender kind of looked at me, like made eye contact. Mm-hmm. Um and then I realized, I was like, oh, shit, I've never really navigated public space when I'm on an official date at oh. a bar, at, at least, you know, uh-huh. at a bar. So I was like, how do you, is this going to be misinterpreted as flirting? Real question, right? Real question. Um, Probably, right? It could be. So the bartender looked at me like once or twice. And I remember like, me hice la pendeja, you know, I looked at something else like, right away yeah um and then but i remember my date kind of looking in my direction and so then i was like awkward this is awkward i don't know maybe i was just too faded it's fine um (laughs) (laughs) so but the reason why i kind of made that connection was because when we actually got our drinks oh also um my date got uh, a taller blue. F- okay, this is like really where the gender sexism comes in. They got a more like fruity drink that has a lot more alcohol. Whatever. I got a whiskey sour. Okay. Thank you. Hey. I like whiskey sour. They're so good. The the thing is though. Wait, didn't we have? It wasn't the first time I. Yes. Wait. Go ahead. Sorry. No. The- At the senior soiree thing. Was it? No, that was not. Was that the first time you had a whiskey sour? No, I've had whiskey sours before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's how I knew what to order. Yeah, or yeah. else I would have been lost. Yeah, I guess that's that's my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. That is my go-to too. Oh shit! I'm pretty sure we we shared. Either I told you about it or like. Probably yeah. Anyways. <laughs> they're good so the bartender assumed that the taller blue drink was for me and that the whiskey sour was for him and so Mm. i was like "Ooh, you just fucked up you Mm -hmm. know like Mm -hmm. bartender get your act together um and so then when he my date paid for the drinks um but like isn't the blue thing it had more alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, but because it's, it's quote unquote fruity. Isn't it? Yeah. How? And blue and t- I don't know. Does it look blue? Like, yeah, I don't understand. I don't, does it look more feminine? It, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Is a whiskey sour more? Ma- I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't fucking understand. understand. <laughs> I don't, they gendered alcohol. Like, the whole That's... point is just to get fucked up, you know? Like, anyway, it was <laughs> weird. It was an awkward moment. So then um, I was like, I don't know if I should reach for my whiskey sour what is going to happen? Uh, anyway, so I managed, so he gives me my whiskey sour and he gets his drink. We go back to the table and okay, before this we were holding each other, you know, holding hands. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. Like a lot of, you know, physical contact. And then we get to the table, we sit on the same side and, um, he has tender his- walks over. No, Oh, <laughs> my date, his body language is like cutting me off. So I'm on Ooh. the right side. I'm on his right side, right? Okay. And so then he puts his right arm on the table and is sipping with his left and kind of facing towards his left. So away from me, right? So at that moment, I'm like, fuck. What? Fuck. What the fuck's going on, you know? And then I was like, is this. Is this 
fragility masculinity como se dice Mascul- fragile masculinity there you go that i was like oh shit that's the first thing i thought of you know and so i was like okay because he saw the interaction or, or i don't or, i honestly don't know what it was or maybe that was just something i'm interpreting and that wasn't even the thought well i mean i don't know i wouldn't doubt if if it were <laughs> <laughs> But it was fucked up, no? You know, it was not fucked up. It was weird, right? Just being cut off all of a sudden. I was like, and then my first thought was, did I fuck up? You know, like, what the fuck's going on? And so then I was also overthinking things because I w- we were sitting on the same side. We were looking out to people and people were kind of, I saw, I'm, again, I overthink things, whatever. I kind of saw people looking in our direction. I mean, mm-hmm. we would, anyway, it was weird. Um... Again, I was under the influence. So I was overthinking shit. And so then I was like, you know what? I also remembered that um, <clears throat> someone mentioned that they were having conversations about tox- toxic masculinity. So I was like, my date is aware. Like, or at least like, has been introduced <laughs> to the topic of toxic masculinity and knows that this shit ain't right, you know? Um, so I was like, okay, and we're all in our learning process, so we're all gonna go through it, and it's yeah. fine, and we're working with it, you know. So then, once I remembered that, also like remembering that I care about this person, this is you know someone that I'm obviously interested in and and want to make it work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I brought myself back. I was like, okay, hold on, just hold on, we gotta we gotta chill for a second. So then I turned my body my body language towards him directly, and I kind of just how was your day you know like little small talk yeah. and um we started going into conversation and laughing and all this so you know he opened up his body language again mm-hmm. you know and, and then that's when we like okay we're back we're back we're, yeah we're, we're getting there we're getting back um and then eventually we got on the dance floor and man can that boy dance yes god damn you know yes he can. i was like fuck um so <laughs> it was i was crossfaded but like the only i only had attention for him on the mm-hmm. dance floor mm-hmm. and that has never happened you know i was just like oh okay. good you know yes yes um yes. and we had been active before so that kind of helped me out of my shy shell i wasn't shy but also not too out there <laughs> you know yanni were you ever shy on the dance floor you know sometimes <laughs> Ah, this is, you know, man, why you gotta put me on the spot like that? Man? <laughs> you're right, you're right, yeah. Your girl likes to dance, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was, it was like, okay, it was good, it was good. Um, and then I kind of cut the night short. I was too anxious about time and getting back home, yeah. It was weird. I was, I was also very exhausted, I had a long day, mm-hmm. so I kind of ended the night like at. 12 30 ish i was getting the train back it was, it was really cute it was it was sweet you know oh, it was i felt cared for yeah um yeah yeah and there was communication throughout or at least toward the best of our ability for the night mm-hmm. um which i really appreciate yeah yeah and it's been we've been trying you know and like i said before we both recognize that it's a learning experience for both of us and we're gonna face some bumps, but we gotta be honest with each other and communicate to work with it. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's so nice. I'm so happy for y'all. It's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, but I am leaving soon, so we have to talk about being away from yeah. each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So for sure, that'll be yeah. something else to talk about. <laughs> yeah yeah did i answer your question i don't even Do you know what the question more was because <laughs> i'm not doing it on air okay <laughs> we'll just leave it there okay <laughs> mic drop <laughs> um oh that's nice that's nice i'm i that's that's great that's yes yeah yes yeah so let me know if it's too much what is it pda is that what it is? It's PDA. Yeah, Public Displays of Affection. Yeah. I'm yeah. new to this, so just let us know. We won't get offended. 
I mean, I'm fine. For now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> you know, you never know. Maybe someday you're just not up for it. You're just like, okay, stop. I'm pissed right now or I'm not, I just can't, I don't want to deal with it. You know, let me know. <laughs> let me know. You want to go down memory lane? Oh my God. Round memory lane? Memory lane. I'm really bad with timing and dates, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah, so round, so I, 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 around, around my lane is um, where we take, we have two roulettes. The first one from years 2007 to 2020, I jumps three years into the future. And then the second one is uh, a list of topics. So we'll spin the first one. Oh shit, oh shit, it's rolling, it's rolling, it's rolling. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what was that? What was that? What was that? It was 2020. Uh-huh. Or, and then it went into 2014. I was like, uh-huh. all right. <laughs> you can ask me about my, later, <laughs> about the future. And then we're doing the topic. Right, so, so year 2014. 2014. Yeah, now, now we, we're now oh, going to spin for a topic. When was 2014? Um, first year going into second year right well, I, we had we were on different timelines oh yes yeah, sorry <laughs> aspiration aspiration like my goals in life yeah what were your goals what was the one before? The one, the, the, the sex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the politics. Let's Wait, it was it was sex, politics, and then aspirations. So aspirations Dang. came first. I mean, we could also talk about yeah, all of that. We could talk about it. Okay, okay. Well, let's okay, talk okay, about okay. aspirations. Aspirations in 2014. Um, I think that was a moment. So for me, um, at the beginning of 2014, January through June. I was my first year of college, and then that was entering into Wait. my sophomore year. Oh, oh yes, yes, I'm yes. 2013. So yeah, I was, I was I supposed entered. to graduate 2015. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2014 would have been. Yeah, I met you when you came back. Junior year. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Really late. Hello. <laughs> What's up? All right. So aspirations 2014. Um, I think this was a turn actually, for me. Mm-hmm. Um. I, as a low-income background, and I say backgrounds intentionally because I also recognize my social position as a college student mm-hmm. and the fact that I had ac- uh, access to funds. Re- I mean, funds, regardless, they were loans, right? But I still had access to it. Right, right, right. Um, so I placed myself differently. Um, so low-income background because that experience Experience and that upbringing has definitely impacted how I view the world and and how mm-hmm. I approached my challenges that I faced at the time. So low income background. Um. So, and as the eldest in my family, first generation, my aspirations had always been to lift family living standard at home. You know, we are nine live currently. We are nine in a two bedroom spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of our roughest patches was nine of us in a one bedroom apartment. Mm. So actually this little desk that we're sitting at was probably the size of a little desk we had Mm. that was my desk and my dinner table for everyone. Mm. Um, and so the kids would get first dibs to eat first. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes my parents would just gather, sit on also the, there were two beds in the living room. La cama. Yeah. Yeah. Two beds in the living room. So you literally had a little pasillo just to squeeze by. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we put the dinner table when we would all gather together. And then in the, li- in the room, um, they were like, tu estudias, tu haces tu tarea, tu te quedes con el cuarto con tus hermanos. So I would share a bed um, with two of my siblings. Yeah, in the in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this was the size of our dinner table. And that was one of our roughest spots, you know. Um, and so growing up, they always let me know about my privilege of uh, being a U.S. citizen. Yeah. And so... You know, my parents, especially my dad, he would always say, tú vas a hacer alguien en la vida, tienes que estudiar, you know, all that. 
vas a ir al colegio. Mm -hmm. Didn't know how to get me there, but always made sure to remind me. Uh, y no quiero que andas como vaga en la calle, you know, <laughs> con la policía en problemas. You know, you know that lecture, you know. Yeah. Or some of y'all might be familiar. But, um, so that was, that's always been on my mind. And um, being a translator at home from the beginning, from mm. grade school, sí, sí, you yeah. know, you know the drill. Uh, yes. Mm. Parent-teacher conferences, well. forums, yep. you know, all this other crap. And so I, 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 I was aware of, The challenges that my parents faced as, Im as immigrants here in the United States. Mm -hmm. My family, orgullosos Oaxaqueños, descendencia Zapoteca. And so, but I knew that um, our communities, not just my family, were, you know, struggling with the language barrier. Right. And that really kind of helped me see um, the injustices, also like the mal maltreatment, discrimination that I kind of picked up here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but Of course, learned the vocabulary and all that once I got into college, right? Right, yeah. Because academic lingo and all that shit. Um, so, 2014, I was still in this idea that education was going to save me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm still there sometimes. Fuck. You know, I, and I've, 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 I, at that moment, I think... In the middle of 2014, I was still with that, with those high hopes. Yeah. And that was, that was, like, I held academia in, on a pedestal. Right. I you mean, because that's, like, what our our families. That's what we do. That's what we grew up learning, you know? And I mean, not also families, but that's, like, I don't know if this was sort of the, the, the language that you were hearing around, like, high school mentors and, like, teachers and counselors yeah. who were pushed oh. for college. Absolutely. Yeah, and as as the key, right? As the key as to the success key. and right. like, you know, all exactly. this other stuff. And like, which, if you get a degree, you get a moment. Which, you know, sure, but like, which now that I've been reflecting, fucked me up because that whole time undergrad was the goal. That now that I ended undergrad, I'm kind of lost with my next steps hmm. because that was the end goal this whole time. Right. I'm lucky that I got this. Hmm. And so now I have to sit down and start thinking about my future again. That's why I've been listening to Alexander Hamilton over here. <laughs> and uh, there's this one line in, oh, fuck, I forgot the song. He talks about death and he goes, 20, I'm lucky that I'm still alive. This is the first time that I'm thinking about tomorrow. And so then that's literally what it's felt like. Like, I'm now that I'm that I've receive that stupid paper this is the first time i'm actually trying to sit down and consider my life and consider the next move and yeah. possibly consider grad school and and that's all new to me right mm -hmm. i haven't really sat down to think about this anyway so 2014 that was my aspirations you know that was that was it and then the fall of that same year um politically on campus there was a lot going on um yeah And yeah. there was a moment where it was really toxic, too. Uh, we claimed community within our coalition, but it was extremely toxic. Yes. Because at one point it was either you're in it and you're in it all and you're down. And if you're not fully down, then you're, you're not actually down at all. Get the fuck yeah. out. The, yeah, lots of that was felt very disposable. And I think that the, 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 like because that's something that I've been thinking about, too, with coming back i mean that was on my mind while i was there and then leaving after it was very much on my mind um about like what you know talking about this is a community and things like yeah. that and then like people left uh, yeah. people left and mm -hmm. you know like i don't i don't know how many of us reached out to them and made sure they were okay after yeah I think like their personhood were only was only acknowledged to the extent that they were physically mm -hmm. there you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's why i think it's so from learning from that um i don't think everyone took the time to learn how to ask for forgiveness or how to accept forgiveness mm -hmm. or how to reject it yeah, yeah. um that was hard mm -hmm. and i don't think many i think many people didn't actually see that consider it um it, it, we weren't taking into consideration our international 
folks mm-hmm. and the limitations that they also had in 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 the their participation in the movement yeah um working class folks that are working and going to school and mm-hmm. don't have time to go to your motherfucking meeting right um mental health we don't know where people are at yeah we're not actually taking care of one another we're not actually showing love meetings were draining so all of this to say that we weren't perfect right um and yes i'm talking shit but i'm owning up to it right Mm. and i want to say that that definitely was a very growing moment for me and while it was fucked up i learned and i grew um and that's a very privileged position to place myself because i did stay right Mm -hmm. and i i however the fuck it happened i i managed to do that um and many people didn't many people left right um i left i love you (laughs) i completely left (laughs) i know i know yeah 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 um and y'all you know for the folks that left y'all faced a whole different set of challenges that i i'm not gonna know about Mm -hmm. that i'm not gonna experience Mm -hmm. right um but also the strength and courage to also say nah i'm out and say no i'm gonna take care of myself Mm -hmm. on top of all the bullshit that you were probably getting from people that i know you were getting from people (laughs) (laughs) and know that you were getting from people that we thought you would get support from right yeah um so i'm not dismissing that at all i mean it's 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 okay to like hold all these like feelings and emotions like we're working complex people like yeah. also movements are complex like absolutely you know it's yeah. it's okay for us for you or us <laughs> for us to like talk shit but also like yeah we also learn i mean yeah not to say that completely like this whole space was you know like yeah no I mean, there was there were moments i still love the people that yeah. i was working with and but during these hard times, it was hard to remember that I loved them. Yeah. But I do still hold love. I try to. Yeah. Uh, and I also, you know, want to sort of hold accountable, you know, how much the inst- institution played a oh. part. And like, whatever, systems, blah, blah. That's the whole motherfucking like, point where we're in was, this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally divided and conquered. Yeah. Well, not conquered. I, I know. Whoo, take that one back. <laughs> nah, bitch, I'm not defeated. <laughs> yes <laughs> we still here yeah we are right? yeah um, yeah yes. yeah so i yeah i think we criticize we're critical lovers and we at least i, I like to i like that term um yeah um so during that time there was a moment w- in a meeting where someone said education is not going to save you Mm, right i remember that oh, i remember fucking that. shit i was like i i i i i didn't want to take that knew that all too well yeah i didn't want to take that i was like that sounds like defeat mm. i don't i'm not accepting that mm. the fact that i'm here and my family's over there and i didn't even know if they have enough for food for rent for roof over their heads i was learning that my brother was in high stress he was he literally was going bald oh wow a six-year-old going (gasps) bald from stress what the fuck is going on at home yeah this was a time when i was in deep breakaway guilt right so all i wanted to do was go home um i learned that my sister didn't get her birthday cake and my sister you know growing up in that environment where everything is go 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 you don't have time you don't have time there's no money you're trying to make it work um these are the times where kids need the attention where they need to be reminded that they are loved Mm -hmm. that was that was all i wanted at one point yeah Uh, hey how are you i see you i recognize your presence i recognize that you are important to me that you exist in this world that you exist in this household Mm -hmm. and that i motherfucking love you right and so then learning about like my siblings going through that was nah this is not okay um i remember having a breakdown after yeah. one of our meetings it's and i didn't know what the fuck to do and i also felt very vulnerable mm-hmm. and didn't know what other people were going to think of me 
Um, but then we can get into the conversation about crying is a strength. Um, and it takes a lot to be able to be in your own emotions and recognize them. And I hold that very, I value that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all of that was happening. And so then for someone to tell me, then why the fuck am I here? Mm. Tell me. Why the fuck am I stressing out, doing all these motherfucking papers, fighting this motherfucking institution, y pa' qué? Mm. Right? And so from that conversation, I kept on learning, and it's like, okay, yes. My compromise with academia is I'm not working a labor job that's highly physical, physically intensive and demanding. Mm -hmm. And after doing more research on necropolitics, um, academia perhaps isn't physically taxing. demanding yeah. taxing yeah as i see my mom hospitalized because a symptom of stroke mm. knowing that she's working seven days a week yeah um i'm elongating my life in that sense i'm probably getting a shorter life in other aspects of my health right right <laughs> but at least with the phys because that's all i know at, mm -hmm. at the moment this is what i know like i see my parents going through the graveyard shift, you know, 5 p.m. to 3 a.m., 5 a.m. sometimes, mm -hmm. um, and having to stay with the kid. I've seen that, right? So that was that was what I knew. Um, and while I, so then I was like, okay, my first, my aspiration was like, I'm going to get a home, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to be good, I'm going to be good, right? <laughs> and, and it changed in 2014, it changed. It was like, okay, we're in a two-bedroom house now, or a little spot, because it's not completely a house. I guess you could call it. It's a, like a little back house. It's in the back. It's fine. House to house. It's a, it's a house. <laughs> You're right. It is a house. I was like, all right, we're going from a two-bedroom. All right, my goal, get us to a three-bedroom. That's my compromise. Mm. Um, recently, um, I'm thinking about growing my credit and putting down a mortgage for a house. <laughs> it sounds so scary to me. <laughs> that my family can afford without mm. me because I don't want, I honestly, I want my own space. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I need mm -hmm. to make sure that this is a mortgage that they can afford on their own. Also, remembering that the kids, they're not kids anymore. They're growing they are. young adults. Mm -hmm. They're going to be working soon. And I hope that we can have conversations where they will want to support us as well because I can't just expect that from them and ask them to do this shit when in reality, this is not going to make them happy. Yeah. Um, so if, if they wish to also financially contribute and if they can go for it. Um, but that's where I'm at right now. Um, so my aspirations to change in terms of like the financial, I mean, it all revolves around financial for me at the moment. Um, yeah. I, I I knew I got to know myself a little bit better. And so um, it was also about loving myself more hmm. and allowing myself to enjoy my life. And the fact that this is about me. And yes, I've always focused my life around my family, but this is also about me. And I got to be good first in order to be there for my fam so that they can be good too. Or at hmm. least to the extent that I can be there for them. Mm -hmm. So I think all of that perspective changed, which at first was really heartbreaking because I lost my hope. I lost hope. At least I didn't lose it. I lost it for a second and then I had to redefine it. Ah. So redefining hope for me was a slap in the face mm -hmm. because this whole life growing up, I was like, this is, what do you mean? This, this is my dream. These are my hopes, my aspirations. Yeah. And then to something quickly turn it around and be like uh it ain't like that this is reality <laughs> yeah I was like okay okay kind of lost i don't see a light and then coming to a compromise and uh, okay i have my I, i'm trying to regain my hope mm -hmm. um so redefining hope i learned that lesson that year yeah that's wow oh and i also went to oaxaca for the first time that that, that oh. year so my aspirations in terms of getting to know my, my family, family in Oaxaca, mm. um, that was a huge deal. Which, that was also the moment where I realized I felt numb. Because I felt numb. Um, and I didn't realize that because I, the moment I realized it was on the plane from Alefe to Oaxaca. Because I knew my whole life, 
my parents have been hyping up Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to my grandparents here and there, you know, the little, hey, how you doing? Good. Okay, bye. Yeah, ya la hablé. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No me molestes. Este, you know. So I've known that my whole life, I've always wanted to come to Oaxaca, you know, Mm -hmm. and I finally had the funds to go, right? Um, But on the plane ride there and on my travels there, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel excited. And I literally, like, sat my, I was literally sitting down, sat my ass down. Why the fuck aren't you happy right now? Mm -hmm. This is what you've wanted this whole time. You've always wanted to come and meet, you know, and, and see the places where your family, where your parents come from. Yeah. You should be fucking excited, jumping for joy, like, and I didn't feel anything. Mm. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh, I, this whole time I thought the system can take anything away, but they will never take away my desires, my love, my compassion. And then to figure out that it did. Fuck. <laughs> because the coping mechanisms and the defense mechanisms that i used were okay i can't cry right now i can't be in my feelings because i gotta translate Mm. i can't cry right now i can't be in my feelings because my siblings are gonna see me and they're gonna start asking questions yeah i can't be in my feelings because if i cry my mom's gonna cry and then we're fucked Mm. i hardly see my mom cry and when she does you know that shit shit's real Mm -hmm. um and she'll wipe away her tears and keep going Mm mm-hmm so I learned not to cry in front of my parents um, and until recently. I let myself cry. Este, but yeah, I, I realized that and I was like, oh, shit. You know, and so then that's why I value so much being able to feel things and not just feel them, but being able to recognize them and define them and, and express them. them out loud yes. and say, hey, I'm actually fucking happy. Uh-huh. I'm actually sad. I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And learning different words to explain to like explain to myself what I'm feeling, not not anyone else, but to myself first. Um. And so Damn. that's why I value that so much. But yeah, that was. That's like. I'm thinking how like, that's so fucked up that like to think of that, as a privilege, as not something that everybody can do and is allowed to do, yeah, and can be can afford to do so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fuck <laughs> you know yeah she got real yeah yeah so that's why when i when i talk about my partner i know that i mean i don't know their background their life but i do know that at least when it comes to financial like it hasn't always been easy you know and so at least with that conversation i hope that we keep having those conversations but yeah that's why i said earlier like i don't know if this person can define what what he's feeling at the moment so it, i mean it takes time it takes you know it takes patience and, and compassion yes for ourselves and for each other and trust the process and like all right we're both not perfect but i'm willing to be here for you mm-hmm. and not just my you know dating partner but like the people i care about it's like okay all right i'm listening you know being there so that's why community is so essential mm. chosen family is so important i did i did want to say something going back to the moment of like where this person said education is not going to save you mm-hmm. it's still it's still ringing for me because i just oh, yeah. came from visiting you and like you did you know the, the, that 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 week there was you know, like I've been, I've been saying that that it offered closure for me, because mm-hmm. it's a lot less on my mind now than it used to be. But but going back to that moment, I just I I I, I was so with that person at oh, that time, because yeah. I was already done. I was done with life. I was just like, mm-hmm. if I don't get out of here, like I'm gonna die. Like that's what's gonna happen. So for me, it was mental health, right? That was, I mean, it was a lot of things. It was like, mm-hmm. it's just like trying to navigate. And and this was also the time when I was just like thinking about my gender. And I was just like, oh, fuck, mm-hmm. like what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. So there was that. There was school. There was like thinking about my gender. And then like my person, 
I think at that time I was like, oh shit, I'm trans. <laughs> like, hey. But, like, but I was like, I was just like, I was like trying to survive in this place. I was like a queer trans person, whatever, whatever, poor, all these other things, right? right. Yeah. And so I was, it was until I left. It was, I was in this, I was, I mean, I was thinking about myself and I was just like, this, this person who said this, who my love, yeah, 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 um, is black, yeah, and so like of course, yes, like yes, this like, clicked for me later on. Go ahead, Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, no, ahead. no. Go this ahead. is the conversation. This is like yeah, this person is black. Like of course, like, and we didn't say that. We didn't speak. We, we it. didn't validate. That's, why, like, that's why I think our movement was also anti-black, unsafe at K. Uh, uh-uh. uh, that was Black Lives Matter. Hmm yeah 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 oh wow I, i'm glad we agree on this i mean yeah like shit, it was like, like it's, yeah that that shit was a black lives matter moment not moment movement mm-hmm. and it still continues yeah to be. but the f- fact that that we couldn't ah. as a movement that we couldn't frame it at such a way that's an anti-black moment because like because we were on think about ourselves or i was only thinking about myself is that what you're saying? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Speak. I'm interrupting you and I should shut up. Go ahead. No, the fact that like we had to frame this in a in a in a in a colorblind way. Right. That like unsafe at K when when the fact was that it was like the black folks who were being like th- those emails that were sent by the administration, security and like mm-hmm. all that other stuff. Like oh it was God. it was black folks. So many like strong and, nods right now. Yes. So was, that was, I mean, that was that we, we, we fucked up. Uh, yeah, the uh, us, like the non-black folks, we weren't in the in the place to like, mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, and um, it's it's, it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Right. Yeah, and and the way that I see that is also with that phrase of education is not going to save you, which yeah, it's not was all right yeah you got a degree but people are still going to racial profile you yeah so like yeah exactly like, what you're saying like for people our, black folks are getting for murdered. black students that's a degree is out the window that's not the first thing they're going to see that's a, mm, the stereotypes we see today Mm-mm. that is not the first thought um and right behind are latinx or like you know brown folks yeah but we got to be with our black community to stand together because really it's the black community being under attack being killed being murdered mm-hmm. being murdered um something that i i was thinking about um with you in terms of like things that have been happening around in the u.s mm-hmm. um with like the the quitting of like these officers and like all this other stuff oh, and like fuck. black folks getting murdered and stuff mm-hmm. um and because i because we've been talking about family mm-hmm. um it doesn't i mean it doesn't have to happen in this podcast because it's like a lifetime's work sure <laughs> but yeah. like uh, offering resources or, or building that you and i can get together and build resources in, mm. es- in espanol to try and like you know so much of the time we like talk about this disconnect between like academia and like family and like all these other things but like you know now that we do we are able to with that how do we have this language of like being able to deconstruct systems like doing that work and translating that into something that our folks can access um and so the yeah so the and so I, I I I want to sit down with you on a separate occasions or several occasions absolutely and 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 do this work right because I mean it's it's kind of I was I was frustrated this week okay with all the think pieces that were coming up okay. and I was just like rolls rolls eyes like hey yeah. well, can can we do can we do the work now <laughs> or are we gonna keep just writing think pieces that aren't really getting us anywhere um yeah academia ain't shit if you can apply it. If I can't talk to my family about it, yeah, then it doesn't motherfucking matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, the reason you came, uh, I mean, you you were 
I always think about you when it comes hey. to things like <laughs> like family and like academia and things like that. But uh, just witnessing you talk to your aunt or no, your who? How what was the relation? Um, mi tia Rosa. I don't know who you're talking no, about. No, 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 no. Uh, though your folks from Chicago. My uh, my cousin. Oh, your cousin. Yeah. Your, oh, your cousin oh, that and, moment at dinner. Yes. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, oh, what? I went ham. I yeah. went in. Yeah. And then like thinking about like having having that having those moments happen like across all families and like within oh. our families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was taking the moment. I think that yeah, uh, learning how to facilitate that conversation is really essential because we don't as a person that just graduated or with any academic experience actually to go in with our families that don't have any academic experience in academic spaces Mm -hmm. yeah no fuck academic experience because they know their shit um just different lingo yeah um that haven't had experience in these institutional spaces Mm -hmm. within with academic lingo there you go um knowing how to have these conversations because you don't want to go in and be like, Oh, I know it all. Let me teach you how it's going to go. Right. Yeah. Because I think personally, I think I can learn from anyone and anything. Right. Um, my siblings have taught me the most in my life Hmm. and therefore I know that any child, any young being, any young person is going to teach me just as much as an elder. Right. Or sometimes the elder is not going to be aware so mm-hmm. we're constantly teaching each other, right? Um, yeah, I, I remember that moment. And I remember negotiating in my mind whether or not I wanted to go into this conversation. Mm. But then I remembered the person I was talking to specifically, like my cousin was in on it, but I was talking specifically to their partner. Yeah. And their partner, my cousin mentioned, was a person on a master's track. Yes. Yes. So I was like, yes. Hold the fuck uh, up. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Hold <laughs> the fuck up. I don't give a fuck where you come from. You're on a master's track, but you're still talking about wanting to contribute to the prison comp you know, industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down. We're about to talk. Tune in next time to listen to part two of this very enticing conversation with Yana Lee. And we'll see you next time. Bye.